93.7 WDJC, Roxanne and Chris, an incredible time about to happen right now. It's a it's a pleasure and honor for us each and every day. We get to talk to people. We get to interview people. We get to read things. Uh, this hour is going to be a tremendous uh, pleasure for me. Dr. Kevin Elko, uh, author, consultant for some of the big organizations in this world, leadership and goal setting. Uh, we hear about all the time his work with uh, the Alabama football team. And our pleasure right now to welcome him to Roxanne and Chris. Dr. Elko, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on your show. All the great things that you guys do in one of my favorite places in the world, Alabama. So thank you for having me. Roll Tide. We just want to start and just hit hard right out of the gate. You meet and you advise many winners. We want to know what sets them apart. I think when I, I go, Roxanne, I go in the NFL combines every single year and I interview players. And I interview them and listen to this phrase, which you know all so well. Out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. One of the most powerful things we have in our life and one of the most revealing things we have in our life is our tongue. You know, those old West Virginia doctors, kind of where I'm from, all they used to do, Roxanne, say, stick out your tongue and they could tell your health just by looking at your tongue. Well, we can just about tell your spirit by listening to it. And so I go into the NFL Combines, and they bring all the athletes into Indianapolis, and I ask a question to help, play, to help teams determine who they're going to get. I'm now doing it with the Philadelphia Eagles, helping them to look at different positions and quarterback. And I'll watch this question. Tell me the best game of your life. Out of buns of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I'm listening for one word. I or we. That's all. I or we. We have to realize out there that Christ did not do one miracle for himself. Even when he could have on the cross, he didn't. It was always a we. It was always for something bigger than him. And so in the great ones, they teach over and over and over one word. We, not I. And so even when they were doing the commercial before the national championship, they were doing a commercial for the playoffs, and all these different coaches came in and said, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. When Nick Sabas came in, he said, we are in. Wow. And I called Nick. I said, you know, you've taught that so many times. You've conditioned your tongue. You can't even say I. And so the great ones have a culture. The great countries, I worry about our country, has a culture. The Gospels have a culture of we. That's the number one factor, and it's a culture. You have to reteach it because, just in closing on this first question, it's a hunger issue. Mm. I tell people all the time, I don't have a hard time with drugs or alcohol. If a can of beer comes in my house, it rough before I drink it, but I don't even touch it. I don't like it. I will hurt you for a brownie. <laughs> I, will hurt, I will jump off the edge and take that brownie out of your hand. I got I got but I can get okay on a brownie today, but that's back tomorrow. So in the great ones, they work daily on surrendering the eye and go to the we. That's the number one factor. You know, of course, that just shows the, the incredible mindset that we've got to have. And and what I love in um, almost all of your teachings, it's it does surround about where is our mindset? Where is our vision? What are we looking at? And... You know, we've got so many people, and I know I fall into this a lot of times, we let our circumstances, we let where we are in life, maybe it's a sickness or going through a difficult time or the past, what we've done in the past, 
we let those external factors dictate and define our life, and that could not be farther from the truth of the way that we should be. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. there's a plan for my life. I have to understand, underneath it all, Chris, everybody wants to somehow believe they're significant. Everybody really wants to know that their identity matters. For us Christians, it's easy. We know who we are. We know whose we are. Class dismissed. But let's go the next step. You know, he who has started a great work in you will complete it even to the day of Jesus Christ. I think we also have to understand that what we're going through is significant. Mm. It's in my soul development. And it's so Chuck Pagano, one of my best friends, had cancer, fought it, went through it, will tell me now how he's a completely different man because of it. And last night in Indianapolis, he had a fundraiser raising millions of dollars for cancer research. Nobody fights alone. So somehow, you know, in 2911, when we look back after what we've gone through, in the end, we have to look back and go, I see how life is stacked in my favor. I see how what I went through brought me here to our classic story that we use at Alabama football. I'm not into tattoos, but a lot of our players have this tattoo of this next story. And it was after the tornadoes, Chris. Mm -hmm. There's a little town called Enterprise, Alabama. They're growing cotton. It's 1910. The bull weevil wipes them out. The bull weevil will eventually hit your health. The doctor's going to say, sit down. The bull weevil is going to hit your career. The bull weevil hits all of our life. Now it's all gone. There's no cotton. It's about Enterprise. Perry said, let's, let's, let's find a new crop. They plant the peanut. They become wealthy from the peanut. So down in the middle of town in Enterprise, a big statue of a bug. It's the only place where an insect was ever honored. Mm. And there's a caption, thank you, Mr. Bullweevil, for the role that you played in our prosperity. We have to trust that there's a new season of life coming, that somehow up out of here, God has another plan for me, and I have to trust. And so that was one of the big things that happened from the tornadoes. So one of the phrases coming up out of Alabama football and led by Carson Tinker, our long snapper, who lost his fiance in that tornado, was you live in vision or you live in circumstance. Whole, whole first chapter of Habakkuk, if I'm saying it right, all we did was complain to God, this prophet. Now, the whole first chapter is just a complaint. The second chapter opens up and says, God, I'm waiting for your answer. Why are we hungry? Why aren't you answering? And God answered him. He said, write a vision and write it for all to see, and let them, to re that, let them who read it run thereof. There you go. And so our big thing was, you live in vision, you live in circumstances. Now let me ask you a question. The state of Alabama, I love it because of that story. It's come up out of the ashes. It's come up out of vision. And it says, we're not living in the circumstance of the past. A new day, a new world is coming. And that's why I love the place. So that was one of our rally calls. So a lot of our players have that sort of statue on their arm of the bull weevil. Wow. Again, I'm not a tattoo guy. I get some. My, my kids were young. I used to do them little ones that came out of Cracker Jacks. Oh, I love Cracker Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that prize inside. It's oh, yes. How life is. Uh, it's kind of cool. So that's, that, that's the deal about living vision when something happens. Don't hit in circumstance. 
Amen. Well, you have taken that vision and you've put together something so special in a new book called The Sender. You were able to help your friend who was going through chemotherapy with some encouraging stories. How did that evolve into this new book? Well, then he called me about two o'clock in the morning and he said, um, I have leukemia, Chuck mm-hmm. Pagano. And I said, what did you do? And you realized it. He said, we just lost. We just lost to Jacksonville in the first. And when we did my outside linebacker, Mathis stood up and said, there's no self-pity in football. Take the lessons and move on. And so what happened was afterwards I said, okay, no self-pity. And that's the opening line to this book. It's a novel brought out by Worthy Press. Books a Million came behind it right after that. Bookstores out of, out of um, Shoals, Alabama, Florence. And we, I started writing a novel about a coach who got cancer. Every single day when Pagano was getting chemotherapy over months, I sent him a message. And that's what this book is, Roxanne. It's somebody sending a message to the sender. They made it anonymous in the book. I have a co-writer, Bill Busset, was fabulous, that, that did a lot of that. And every day there was a message. Here comes the first message, the very first message. My father will prune where there isn't fruit. That's the first one. So I told him when he goes into cancer, when, when there's a tree and a sap comes up, if it goes out into a branch that doesn't bear fruit, a good gardener will prune it because that, that, that branch is sucking energy. It's sucking sap. It needs to go into where it bears fruit. And so we have to get rid of thoughts that don't bear fruit. Now, this is a rough thing to do right here. Sometimes we have to get rid of people that don't bear fruit. I tell people all the time, if there's a friend who lives up here by me, y'all got me fired up already. I'm going to go buy the book and read it. This woman lives by me, and she walks every day with this woman that complains about her husband. And I went to her. I said, Lori, if you keep on walking with that woman, you're going to dislike your husband. You're not going to have any respect for him because she doesn't have respect for her husband. And statistically, that shows up. We have to get rid of petty. We, what did Paul say? Comparison. In doing so, one's not wise. You have to start comparing. Well, I have cancer. This person doesn't. You know, I, you, we have to get rid of comparison. Mm-hmm. And we have to get rid of all of those things that suck our energy. A grudge. Learn how to forgive. You know, comparison, living, living a life that, that isn't really in line with who we were made to be. So the first thing I sent one of the notes, and it's the first one in the book, was bear, is prune the tree here. Let's get rid of the thoughts that don't bring health, that don't bring healing, that don't bring blessings. And so that's how that book came about. And so these anonymous letters keep on coming to this Coach Christo, and he reads them. And I can get into this a little bit later, but then another boy comes in, and he gets into the one of the strongest things we have in life. They come into what's called the power of agreement. And from it, there is healing, there are blessings, there are all kinds of things happen. And so that's the basic gist of the book about these letters. And so we used it as a novel. And they came from Scripture, and they come from my conversations with Nick Saban. And they were messages sent to him to do healing. And that's the whole overview of the book. Well, you're dealing with thoughts, and thoughts have energy. And I I noticed you 
quote W. Clement Stone, who was so brilliant. He's along the lines of Napoleon Hill and others that we read about. Tony Robbins, who gets me fired up every time I watch him do a TED Talk. We have to have control over our thoughts. They have energy. They lead to beliefs, and beliefs are our actions. And so if we're having putrid thinking, putrid comes back to us. You know, like you were saying about this woman, if she's speaking ill of her husband to another woman, she thinks ill of her husband. In there somewhere was a question. <laughs> well, no, where you're right. And what here's what I do in a nutshell. I've been with Alabama football team for years. Ironically, Chuck Pagano, kind of strange how this kind of stuff happens. He's even calling me now as I'm kind of speaking. You that's exactly what I tried to get in my own life. And so people ask me all the time this question. Okay, how do I change my thoughts? How do I get rid of thoughts that I already um, have? How do I get rid of them? And the, I just talked to the team two days ago, and I used this scripture with the team. What people don't understand about Alabama is... Our culture to start off the year always comes from a scripture. And last year, it came from blind Bartimaeus, the idea of Nick Saban. I started off just two days ago with the one this year. And ironically, that's crazy that you just said W. Clement Stone. It came, W. Clement Stone was in the middle of the talk I did two days ago at the University of Alabama. And it's this scripture, raise your eyes. Raise your eyes. Don't wait four months. The harvest is white. Christ was saying, do it now. W. Clement Stone, to your phrase about thoughts, he would have his whole staff in Chicago look at each other and 50 times before they start the day, say, do it now, do it now, do it now. We call it GSD, get stuff done. Hmm. So here's to your, to your deal with the thoughts. How do you get rid of thoughts that aren't what you want? I had, in my last home, it wasn't Kemlon, but it was like a Kemlon-type company. Come look at my yard to redo it. I just bought this house. These guys drove. They were supposed to give me an estimate. They drove away and didn't even say goodbye to me. I've had women do this to me, but this was Kemlon. I had a farmer live by me, Jake. I go, Jake, Kemlon just rejected. It wasn't Kemlon. It was one of those kind of companies. But I said, Kemlon just rejected me. I'm down. I'm low. <laughs> <laughs> give me a tip. You're a man of the soil. Give me a give me a brownie. <laughs> yeah, give me something. Give me something. <laughs> give me something. And he gave me something real good. Watch what he said. Keep planting grass. Don't pull weeds. Mm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you, isn't that what you guys are doing? Well, house. You're planting grass. You're, mm. you're you're putting something good in them. And so here's what I believe for those thoughts. I get up in the morning and. I read a scripture. Like yesterday, I read 7 and 8 chapter of Joshua. Then from it, I'll take something, and I'll just let it roll off my tongue all day long. I think it's one of those powerful things you could do. Yes. And you just let it roll off of your tongue. And then the thought, because words are containers of power, take over, and they become. They become part of you, part of your makeup, part of your spirit. Inside our national championship ring, the year we beat Notre Dame, we had a phrase because that year we had a scripture that was the culture for the team. It was a miracle in Cana. And inside that ring is this phrase, keep carrying the water until it becomes wine. 
Because oh, wow. when, when Mary went to the servant and said, keep carrying this 180 gallons of water until it changes and do what my son tells you to do. And so what we teach is to get a phrase and speak it and just keep on speaking it, a la W. Clement Stone. But I think we have to understand the power of our tongue. Life and death is in the tongue. My word shall not come back void unto me. And so what I think we do is I get up in the morning and I have a go-to script, and I script the word, and I just speak it out of my mind all day. To me, that's praying without ceasing. And that's exactly what we teach at Alabama. Carry the water until it becomes wine. We have another phrase, you know, see a little, see a lot. See a lot, see nothing. Our phrase last year, thank you, I owe you. And we just let it roll off your tongue. You're getting sort of a glimpse of what we do. And so I really, Roxanne, love your question. We do have to over and over, but you can't remove the negatives. I think you have to keep on superimposing it with a positive phrase like we're talking about here. And that, and that, what we witness a lot on a daily basis is, and it'll be off air. We'll have a lot of people that call off air, prayer requests, hey, please pray for me with this. And you can just sense it in the fact that they are just so caught in negative thoughts or so-called in just whatever they're going to, as you've mentioned, in their conditions and what they're going through life, and that becomes their mental picture. And it just breaks my heart. It doesn't make me mad. It, it just breaks my heart when I see people each and every day wasting the day, missing what God had for them that day because they were just too blind to look at it because they were stuck in their circumstances. We all have done that. But if we can, like you said, you can just grab a piece of Scripture. Scripture is alive. And you can just quote that scripture, and that can change your thought life. And I see so many people that that just miss out on that, and it breaks my heart. Chris, let me tell you what's powerful in what you just said. In I've been studying the interaction that God had with Joshua. It was all in the past tense. I gave you Jericho. You already have it. it, it, it I talk to the team about this all the time. Well, why do you have me marching around here screaming at it? It's already yours. But mm. you have to prepare your spirit to receive it. Then he went on after that to fight the king of Ai. And he told him, I've already delivered it to you. And so you have to get into a mindset. Like when I was working with Pagano, if you go on YouTube and you watch his powerful talk, he said, I'm coming out of chemo to go talk to the team. And I wrote up the, the speech, You Live in Vision, um, or circumstance he gave to the team. But if you go look at it on YouTube, he says, this leukemia, it's already beat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. funny, Coach. You're going back into the hospital for the chemo. I understand, but it's already beat. And the, the, the person I just talked to has cancer, uh, is going in for another treatment. He said to me, I have authority over this. I've been praying over it. It's already done. And he, it's interesting, Chris, he didn't even start treatment yet. He says, this is done. It's just interesting. But if we don't have that kind of faith, and we have to understand that, I, I could talk to you guys all day. I, I, I'm loving your conversation. We have to understand that every single time I studied this, that Christ healed somebody, he told them, mm-hmm. your faith healed you. I didn't heal you. Your faith healed you. The Canaanite woman, your faith healed you. And so I think that when they do that, they've already destroyed the blessing. Because, you know, you know, when Roxanne goes out and does her fabulous, incredible work for Wellhouse, in her heart, she has to believe, I've already, Christ has already pulled you in. I'm just completing this, this already done work. 
And so this this conversation you have with people, we almost have to say to them, you're not going to receive this blessing that God already has stored up for you because your faith won't let you be healed. Mm-hmm. Good question. Oh, wow. Oh, I knew I knew that I would enjoy this time. Uh, <laughs> I got to have a Kleenex box spray yeah, by I, me when he's on the air with us. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Dr. Kevin Elko, how powerful. Oh, what a goodness. great time spent with you. People obviously are going to need and want and desire a copy of the sender. How do they go about that? If they can, the first place to go to, because this is an Alabama show, and we take care of Alabama Come people. On. I would ask you first to go to Books a Million. That's who's behind it. Go to booksamillion.com. Um, if you order it today, you should get it in two days. Um, if you aren't familiar with that, go to amazon.com to get it. I'm personally going to take all the proceeds and give to cancer research Amen. with the Chuck Foundation, with the Chuck Strong, and I'm going to do it with Nick Kidd. But I also got some interest in what you guys are doing at the Well House, so we're going to talk after this. Because I want to, you know, I don't, my phrase that I teach, I've said it so many times now, it's coming into my own life. I don't need, I'm not looking for blessings to come into my life. It's an Alabama phrase. I'm looking to be a blessing in someone's life. I want to go touch somebody. And that's what we're trying to do here. And so that's what I'm doing with the profits of this. I've been, I've been blessed. You know, that's not true. I've been favored more than mm. you can imagine. Not blessed. I mean, we're, we're overusing that phrase. We live in the United States of America. We're favored. You know, my wife was watching this movie the other day about this, these girls who were singers from a third world country, and one was from the United States, and these two were from a third world country, and they had a bad performance. They got thrown off the stage. The American girl said, this worst thing's ever happened to me. And the one girl, the singer from a third world country, said, I had diarrhea for seven years. <laughs> We've got it good. We've got it really good. We don't have issues. She has diarrhea no longer. That's a blast. <laughs> so, so I, I need to realize how favored we are. Yeah, another girl from the third world country said, yeah, my brother once tried to sell me for a chicken. So I think we have to get to a point where we understand that we need to give back and we need to bless, and those kind of people find peace. So that's what we're doing with the book, The Sender is taking it and trying to bless their spirit and then taking the profits and giving back and trying to be a blessing to others. So once again, or you can go to our website where, you know, you ask about um, blessings uh, and vision. We have a phrase that really mirrored what we used last football season called So What, Now What? And we have a CD series on that, what we did with Alabama football last year. You can go to DrOka.com to get that. Or you can go to Books a Million or Amazon.com to get any of those things. Mm. Dr. Elka, we appreciate your time. What an incredible blessing this has been. And I can promise you, this is not, this is just the first one. We got a lot more of these to do with you. <laughs> if you're I want to do a lot more of those, these with you. And I love Amen. the spirit of you two. Would you two promise me to do something? Stay in the power of agreement. Let me tell you what the power of agreement, where it's so powerful, and what you do with your ministry. And we need to get our whole state. I wish we'd get some politicians that would get us in the power oh, of agreement. Oh, no kidding. Splitting us. I just wish. I'm at, I'm at Alabama. I'm at Nebraska years ago. And the defensive coordinator's son fell out of a third-story window, grandson, and broke his skull. The spiritual leader of this team, I just called him yesterday. He's coaching NFL now. 
he called everybody in to pray before this boy went into surgery for his broken skull, a little two-year-old boy. First thing he said, if you're a non-believer, if you don't have any faith, get out. Get out mm. of the room. Mm. Three men walked out. He bowed his head. They prayed. They got in a power of agreement. See, the Bible says one can chase a thousand, but two can chase ten thousand. I never was good in math. I wasn't good that good at anything. But at one, if one's a thousand, <laughs> two should be two thousand, right? But now we're getting into the supernatural. Exactly. <laughs> they took that kid into surgery, and the person who called me and told me the story was a non-believer. He was shaken. He said they brought that kid out of surgery, and the doctor said, "There's nothing here. There's no, there's nothing. I saw the X-ray. There's nothing here." If we can get in this country and get in a power of agreement, we can heal cancers, we can end poverty, wait on it, we can end prostitution, we can do crazy stuff. We can be, oh my goodness, but, we, but where the enemy works is he's breaking our agreement. He's breaking our agreement. It used to be the parent was right, now the parent's wrong. It used to be the policeman was always right, now we're shooting them just because they're policemen. It used to be that the teacher was always right, now they can't do anything. And what I love about your show power of agreement, come bringing people together to do what we were made to do. And so believe his I'll word. i show anytime. I love you guys. Well, love, thank you. We love you. And believe his word because Jesus told his disciples, I want you to do even greater things than these. Amen. And so when you say we have, we have no ability to heal in the name of Jesus, oh, yes, we do. What it requires is belief. Let, let and, me let, let and, me and, and us coming together, and you're exactly right. And here's the thing we have to understand about belief: we have to choose it. It's intentional. If you Amen. can't believe with all the miracles going around here, I don't know what people are waiting on. It's a choice. It doesn't. Someone asked me one time: if you had evidence, complete evidence, physical evidence, Christ didn't exist, would you believe in Him? I go, yeah, absolutely. I go, why? Because I, I felt Him. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I, I don't need to get in those arguments that y'all get into. I felt him. I don't need to know him on that level. And so it's a choice. I chose to, I choose to have faith, and then I feel him. Well, let, let, let me close Thank that God with you. Thank God you guys got me so <laughs> Well, <laughs> here, since you, since, you started, since you started with her on Wellhouse, let me end it with this. This will, this will even give you a, a better idea of that and a, and a close, uh, just, just a vision of what we do as two people that agree. With her ministry going out each and every week, going out to, 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 to minister to those in prostitution, to minister to those in sex trafficking, one of the greatest stories ever she shared, and we shared all the time on our show, and I will share it until I'm off this show because it never gets old, and it's the picture that we all need in this world of how we make a difference and how we make a change. When she is walking up and seeing one of these women caught in sex trafficking walking on the other side of a fence, that lady sees her, puts her hand up, saying, do not come to me. You're, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to hell. I'm not a Christian. I don't want judgment for you. Puts her hand up. Roxanne stops and says, you are so pretty. What a beautiful blouse. All of a sudden, the hand comes down. There's none of this. We're standing on the other side of a fence on a street corner with a picket sign saying, you're doing wrong. You're going to hell. It is knocking down a wall, looking at that person saying, you matter. You are so pretty. Her hand came down and she turned and looked at her like, what are you talking about? 
That's how we reach. We got to quit this arguing. We got to quit this my way. You're doing everything wrong. We need to put the picket signs down. We need to cross over, meet with these people, get to know them on their level. That's where change happens. I can stand all day long with a picket sign and argue. That's not going to get resolution. But if I go build a relationship with that person, that's where life change happens. St. Francis of Assisi, go preach the gospel. Use words only when you have mm-hmm. to. And what, what she's learned is Roxanne's got equipped with our Savior, who's a lot smarter than the enemy. Amen. You know, and so what he's done with, what he's done to Roxanne is said, okay, we used to sing this song in Sunday at church camp. My little boy's born, he's all fired up, he's born tonight, that they will know we are Christians by our love. Yep. Not by our lectures, not by anything other than, you're so pretty, I love you. Not, you're wrong, put the fences up. No, you're one of me, you're one of God's children. And mm-hmm. that, that, that's incredible. Because, see, now, what Roxanne should do when she's walking over, she the enemy step aside, I just outsmarted you. Get out of there, because somebody just put my IQ up a couple points, and he's greater than you. She almost <laughs> across that room. I shot across that door. And so that's really what's happened, is they, we have to know there's not by lecture. There's not, you know, I don't see God as a big policeman in the sky. I see Christ come within us saying, love one another. Yep. Oh, it's, it's in Mark when, when they're all, all the disciples and everybody was so happy, Jesus doing all these miracles, and they're all celebrating. He says, whoa. He goes, let's go to the other side. They get in a boat and they cross over to where all the hurting people were. He goes, this is where we're supposed to be. Not all sitting here going, oh, everything is great. We're supposed to be over there helping the people in need. It's all because he first loved us. And out of the outflowing of his love, we're overflowing with him and long to share the joy. I've been set free. Dr. Echo, she has no makeup on right now. And so I've cried it off. (laughs) You know, I wear fake eyelashes. They popped off within about three minutes. Um, But, you know, through him, we are set free. And... uh, I've done a lot of interviews in 30 years of doing radio, but this one, Tim Holden has been in here who put this together. and I told you you're going to love him. I just You warned me, Chris. <laughs> I told you. I've, I've never talked to you, Dr. Elko. I'm wrecked. I followed you for years because I'm a big Alabama fan. But I said, when, I said, you watch when you talk to this man. You are going to be blown away. Such an honor for us well, to have you on. you know what? Let me, let me, uh, Roxanne, let me say something. I, I'm from a part of the country where uh, they don't have any teeth, so these aren't my teeth. They just pop off. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they just pop off. Right? I won't even say where I'm from, but research says there's less teeth per capita where I'm from than <laughs> anywhere in the country. And I, I appreciate what you said, but there, that, that polygrip. Let me tell you what I. We'd look pretty funny together. That's for sure. I've studied what you're Uh. doing, and I've studied this station for I've come on here, and I've looked at it, and what is going on right now is we, the we, it's we, and I think we have to understand. You know, it, when, you know, God was asked, I think it was from Joshua, says, are you on my side? God said, that's, a, that, look, that's the wrong question. Are you on my side? And what I love about you two and your work 
you don't have to say anything to me. I could see it. As uh, Nick says, I can't. Nick says all the time, I don't care what you say. I just, I just care what I see. You're on God's side. So you know what that means? One can chase a thousand. Two can chase 10,000. Well, we're already up to three. We got the three of us. And I'm sure you got much more. So I want you to know that what you guys are doing, and we can stay in the power of agreement and quit splitting. My goodness, by time it's done. And when 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 your day of Jesus Christ comes, whew, you know the that, work that's will be complete. Be mm. so I I I I heard about the Well House. I did a Monday cup of inspiration about the Well House, and so. To me, it's not our lectures, it's not our words, it's when we love through Christ. That's amazing Amen. what you guys do. Well, you've done that, you do. and people people see it and they feel it. You know, you talked about feeling that relationship with Christ. That's what people feel, His presence through you, because you are a vessel for His purpose. I'm, I'm so honored and blown away mm. uh, getting the chance to chat with you. If I meet you in person, I'm going to, I don't know, Chris, I'm going to oh, need an oxygen tank. That's not tank. allowed. That's I don't know allowed. what I've Maybe FaceTime or video <laughs> conference, but not in person. Yeah, we meet in person. Your eyelashes pop off, my teeth pop off. We might have to keep distance here. But no, look, you know how we talked about it's already done? We're meeting on, we're meeting on it. Because I Amen. decided on my jog yesterday up in Boston that I'm coming up in there, and I'm going to talk to Nick. I said, Nick, you know, we're looking for platforms. We're going to ha- – I'm coming. I'm telling you, it's already done. Because I see what you're doing. I'm going to find a way to get involved to help raise money for what you guys are doing. That's already done. I've already prayed over that. That's that's past tense. So we're getting together, just tighten up them eyelashes, and I'll tighten up my teeth. And we're gonna <laughs> oh, my goodness. With God, all things are possible, including a, a meeting with you. You know, you, t- you took time today to bless us, and and we just thank you so, so much. And for you to give us this much time is kind of blowing our minds. So thank, thank you very, very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you both for, um, for having me. Uh, I, I don't like our state. I love our state, mm. the way they welcome me. I call myself the Alabama house band. So I, I, I love it. I love the people there. I, I, I mean, Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, I'm, in, I'm somewhere in that state. I, I start off this week in Point Clear, and I, then I went up to Tuscaloosa. And the magic of that state are the people. Mm. And so really, thanks for that whole state for welcoming me. Thanks for you guys for welcoming me. And I've heard about you guys a lot further out before you heard about me. I've heard about your fabulous work. So I'm the one honored by that whole state and by you. Well, when we get together, um, when y'all, when your teeth falls out and her eyelashes fall out, I'll, I'll have brownies. I promise I'll bring the brownies because I can bake you some brownies. To, you might have to bring some pudding. You know, we have the phrase back home, this is U-G-L-Y, there's no alibi. So what you boiled down to the real me and Mary Kay's out of the picture, I don't know what we're looking at. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Dr. Elko, thank you so much. We um, we have some ways to get in contact with you. you know, Tim does. We will be in contact with you very soon. I promise you. Oh, I would love that. God bless all of you. Um, God bless the whole state of Alabama. And can I close it? Roll Tide. All day long. <laughs> Dr. Elko, thank you. We'll be in touch very soon. Thank you. God yes, bless sir. you. Yes, sir. Thank you. you. Wonderful. Bye-bye.